Okay, welcome to episode three of the Unnamed Sports Podcast with Jack and Ralph, presented by RIP Media. Today, we have a booming and bustling AFC North discussion and preview for you guys. Uh, one of the most competitive divisions in football year in and year out. Some have said the AFC North is its own sport, but either way, let's get straight into it. Um, so who would you like to discuss first? So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I think we should start with the favorite, in my opinion, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, coming mm. off a bit of a down year. So you um, agree on the favorite? I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Well, favorite. truth is my favorite would be different if we had more clarity on the Deshaun Watson situation, which kind of makes the Browns, you know, sort of a wild card here. Yeah. So, um, so I think maybe let's let's start with Cleveland. So let's start with Cleveland. Yeah, they're topical. You know, apparently the uh, the news on Deshaun Watson does not bode well for their immediate future. It seems like the NFL is pushing for indefinite suspension, nothing shorter than a year, um, which, of course, was a, a subject of debate for us in past episodes. I, I kind of saw something like this uh, coming a little more. Um, you know, you just, uh, it, was, it was just way too many allegations for a slap on the wrist, in my opinion. But, I mean, I don't think... Uh, I don't think this changes too much for Cleveland, big picture. I would say, you know, this year does become a bit of a punt, but Stefanski, as evidenced last year, you know, it's not like they set the world on fire. They finished 8-9, and nine, but he has shown competence in terms of working with a subpar quarterbacking situation, mm-hmm. uh, as he showed with the corpse of Baker Mayfield. So, you know, I think not all hope is lost. It's hard to see them going like less than like you know 7 and 10 6 and 11 right. a lot of talent on that roster. Yeah, so even last year with you know Baker's bum shoulder, they were fourth in rushing. Um I know we've discussed here that you have to throw to win, but they happened to have gotten away 2 years ago with basically running the hell out of the ball a play away from getting to the AFC Championship. Obviously Baker was healthy and playing a lot better ball, but Last year they were they were fourth in rushing. So like you said, I don't think we could say that they're a top ten pick team in, in next year's draft. Um, we're going to do this podcast assuming Deshaun's going to miss a full season. Yes. Um, there's a hearing on Tuesday, but all signs are looking like he's going to miss the whole year. Um, I know we talked about some of the contract stuff last episode. I'd still do four for two thirty if that's you know if you want to minus a year and, and say you know it's a four year contract for the same money. I'd still do it fully guaranteed. I think Andrew Barry really is all in. Um, I like that he's all in. A lot of people think that he, they regret the trade. I think they don't regret it at all. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Do you think do you do you think they're regretting the trade right now? I really doubt that they regret it. I think if you're Barry and everyone else in that Cleveland front office, you kind of understood that this was a pretty likely outcome. You have to weigh you know, best case scenario and worst case scenario. And if worst case scenario truly is one year. You punt that year and you regroup with a 28-year-old Deshaun Watson next year. Yeah, and they have their their, their two best defenders in Ward and Miles Garrett paid through next year, yes. paid through the next four years. So, mm-hmm. uh, not the worst, not the worst case. Um, I guess we should start to discuss, you know, Jacoby Brissett. Assuming Baker gets moved, uh, I can't see them mending fences and bringing him back. It seems like there's no interest on yeah. his end. Yeah, yeah, even their end. I, I just feel like it's you know sometimes it's just. And this is bad blood. It's just you know easier just to move on. If, if they go zero and one, all the drama restarts. Yeah, it's you don't like him. Back forth. I think probably the cleanest break is probably just to go with Brissett. 
the homework on Brissett is, you know, I always assumed he's just, you know, a very good backup. I don't think he's much of a starter. Last year in five starts when Tua got hurt in Miami, he had five touchdowns. Um, you know, very pedestrian. He'll, you know, I don't think he'll, I don't think he moves the needle so much in terms of wins and losses, but he also won't, you know, he won't destroy you. He's not throwing four picks a game. Um, pretty pedestrian. I think, I think that, you know, they'll still run the ball very well. The problem is the division. They're playing, you know, the four games against Baltimore, or two against Baltimore, two against Cincinnati, and Pittsburgh's always tough. Um, and I see them middle of the road. They were eight and nine last year. Can't assume them being much better without Deshaun. Uh, with Deshaun, I'd probably have them as, as as maybe an AFC favorite. I was very very high on Cleveland this year. Super talented, right? Roster. Super talented, best O line in the league by far. Um, that would that would have been my team. Um, and they finished top five in pass defense last year and twelfth twelfth best in rush defense in terms of yards per game. Yeah. So yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland also, as we discussed, very well coached. Um, they'll be next year's. You know, they'll be. I'll, I would t- probably take them next year to win the AFC North and maybe even the AFC as a whole. I guess we'll see how this year shakes out. Uh, but yeah, middle of the pack team without Deshaun, unfortunately. Um, but I still think they'll compete. I still think it'll be hard to beat teams that run the ball and, and you know sort of play it safe to the best. Usually stay in games. You know, the best pass rusher in the league, a top three corner. They'll be fine to an extent. Obviously, I completely agree. Um, so, do you have? Any potential breakout candidates for this team? Um, yes, I actually do. Um, their first and second round picks from the last couple of years in the secondary. Um, you know, I think I think Grant Delpit. You know, might be ready to take an, uh, you know the next step. LSU. He was he was a top ten pick until his his junior year where he where he got hurt and he wasn't on the field much and he tried playing on the ankle. I think he you know he may be ready along with his teammate Greedy Williams. I think. At least one of the two should to take you know take. Williams has gotten off to a rocky start. Yeah, so I, I think I think if you're looking for, you know, next step guys, and then I'd probably mention Greg Newsom. Last year's first round pick was pretty solid. This past year, um, I, I think one of the three really need to take a step if they're really going to overcome being subpar on offense, and you know really take the next step. So, um, it's funny that you mentioned three young defensive guys that they invested heavily in over the past couple of seasons because mine is another guy who fits that criteria, but linebacker, second year, JLK, Jeremiah Owusu-Karamoa. Um, I think the world of him, I think he's super versatile, and they, they can use him in a multitude of ways. He showed a lot of promise last year, and that's definitely my pick. In addition to, I think Darius Johnson makes, uh, makes Kareem Hunt expendable. I love Darius Johnson. I think Kareem Hunt is going to finish the season on a different team. His contract expires after this season. You'd have to imagine. You'd have to imagine that uh, you know someone is going to want Kareem Hunt to bolster their Super Bowl run. Um, you know, running backs get hurt all the time, and even if you have a decent one, it never hurts to have a second. Someone tosses you a fourth rounder for Kareem Hunt, who's expiring at the end of the season. I think you got to take it, especially with Darius Johnson waiting in the wings. I mean, in his two starts last year. 146 yards and a touchdown, 123 yards and a touchdown. Guy runs just like Arian Foster. I think that the Thursday night play. game, he was he oh, was amazing man. against Denver. Amazing. And how can we, how can we not talk about Donovan Peoples? Oh, I don't know if you were going to say that. But so, uh, so that was my fir- the first bullet point that I wrote under breakout candidates for the Browns. was prior to the Watson news, I was ready to come on here shouting from the rooftops about Donovan Peoples-Jones breaking out. But I just don't see it with Brissett. 
I don't see it. It almost makes you wish they held on to Jarvis Landry because that's the kind of game that they're going to be playing. Receiver, yeah. Through, you know, through the air at least. Yeah. Um, so I think we have to wait one more year for Donovan Peoples-Jones to really get his flowers and to show us what he's capable of. Um, but for now, yeah, I mean, I think most of the value of this football team, as has been for the last couple of years, is going to be on the defensive side of the ball and in the trenches. Yeah, Chubb, I wouldn't be shocked if Chubb led the league in rushing. Um, he's been in the top few the last couple of years. so And that's with missing games every year. Yeah, yeah. Bruising running back, extremely talented. Um, we're big Chubb fans here as well. How could you not be? Be nice if you could catch a few more passes out of the backfield, though. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I guess that's what, what they pay Hunt for. Yeah. Even though I still to the day can't can't really fathom why Hunt took their extension. Meaning he could be a starting running back on his own. Why why go back for you know relatively cheap to a team that already had two well one running back and you know they draft one almost every year so right. it felt a little strange. I but mean, I think he could be playing the long game. The way these running backs work, you know, if you're getting 200 touches a year right. by the time you're 28. You got a lot of tread on those tires. Maybe the way Kareem Hunt sees it as someone who, number one, has character concerns and number two, has no shortage of injury record. Um, you know, maybe it makes sense for him to play the long game, see maybe he can extend his career to his mid-30s, which a lot of running backs can't seem to point. do in today's day that's and age. a good age. point. So I think maybe that's where a lot of the reason came in, as well as uh, maybe him buying in. You know, this Cleveland team, it's quick to forget. They were Super Bowl favorites like two years ago. Yeah. I mean, whether or not a very that was point. a product of us getting, you know, caught caught up in in a lot of the Sports Illustrated. Oh, I bought it. I yeah. was all in. I, Listen, I was. I've been high on Cleveland for for a couple of years now. I bought in, especially last year. Yeah. They were they were destroying Kansas City the first half of that opening day game, and I just kept saying, "Watch out for the Browns." Even if they don't, you know, finish this game, which they didn't, I said, "Watch out for Cleveland, AFC Championship type of team." Um, and then the injury in Week Two to Baker and. Here we are now, new quarterback, um, new identity. I guess we'll see how it shakes out. This is, again, not a one-year thing, as he's probably going to miss the full season. Um, yeah, I guess yeah, that's, I think that's it on Cleveland. Cleveland. So, you know, I guess uh, the ballpark, you know, 7-9 uh, and nine to 9-8, nine and 7-10 and to 9-8, and eight, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. You know, they, they fight hard. No one's going to ever want to play against them, like circle their game on the – calendar and say I'm excited to play Cleveland but it's not going to be the year they hope for yep, yep. okay so uh should we move into probably who the consensus third place team is uh Pittsburgh Pittsburgh so I think Pittsburgh I think Pittsburgh will will will, will probably compete with with Cleveland for that three spot all year um I I something about Pittsburgh it's just it's fascinating to me because every year I look at their roster and I'm just like earth you're this team is gross. This team is gross. But you know what? 15 seasons of the Tomlin, not one losing season. I know that's a very famous stat, but like, let's take that in for a second. 15 consecutive years in the NFL with injuries, with cap that's issues. Generation. 15 straight seasons of not one losing season. Um, I think, I mean, that's just really unreal. I know Big Ben is awesome, but kudos to Mike Tomlin on that on doing something like that that's that's crazy front office also always always solidified always very very good at finding receivers in the draft which it's a first class organization top to bottom it's just amazing they show you how, show you how it should be done it's amazing and, and again you look at their roster today you'd be nauseous their their cap dollars are all on defense they actually lead the league by far on, on defensive cap dollars um 
Their offense is, is, is relatively cheaper to the years past. Not an expensive receiver on the roster. I think the worst offensive line in football. Absolutely. Um, they're not tied up really at quarterback money-wise. So I think you'll see a lot of ugly Pittsburgh games. But you know what? They, they went 9-7-1. It's been the blueprint it's been the blueprint for a long ugly, time over there. Ugly, ground and pound. Najee Harris football. You just hope he can he can stay alive under that O line. Their offensive line projected today: Dan Moore, Kevin Dotson, Cole Mason, James Daniels, Chuka Ofor. James Daniels is probably the best guy on that offensive line by far. But and they just but the other four guys. Uh, never even heard of them. Half yes. Time. So you could have made up four names. I'd be yes. The <laughs> so Najee, yeah, I hope he stays alive. Um, obviously, extremely talented first round pick. Um, I don't believe in taking running backs in the first round ever. Not I don't care who the guy is. But, but you know what? It kind of makes sense philosophically when you view Najee Harris as like a bridge quarterback. As you view him as like the guy who you're going to pound him for three, four years and he's going to transition you from the Ben era to now the Kenny Pickett era. They're just going to they're gonna basically use up. Does he stay alive? I don't, that's not their problem. That's not their problem. If you go O line instead of taking running back, maybe you set up success for the next running back. Yeah. Uh, when in doubt, whenever this, whenever it looks like your roster is full and you, you don't know where to go, I, I always think place. take just take another offensive lineman or or cornerback. Or yeah, I was gonna say stick in the secondary, which I think Kansas City should have done when they took Hilaire, uh, or you know just stock it, stock a guard, take a guard. The offensive linemen get they, you know, oh, it never cool. hurts to have depth. Go for depth. I don't know. I hate that. I hated that Najee pick. It's as good as he is. The same thing we we talk about with Saquon. The talent's not the problem. It's philosophically um, the fifth year option for a first round running back is over twenty million dollars. So it's already even if the guy's good, you're automatically paying. If you're picking up his option, you're paying him top running back money off the bat. Okay, so let's now uh, let's now discuss the fact that despite the investment in Najee Harris, to your point. They finished as a bottom five rushing offense. Yeah, by just about 29. every metric, twenty nine in rushing. So it's just, I mean, the O line breeds the run game. I'm, it's I'm not the opposite order. It's not the opposite order, and they were dead last in rushing defense. So that's a pretty scary combination, especially if you're going to trot out Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. I'm of the opinion that Mike Tomlin will like exhaust every option he has before he presses the big red button and throws a rookie quarterback in there. I disagree. I disagree. I think you're going to watch three, two, three games of Trubisky and we all know how that's going to look like and turn out and you're going to throw in the kid. And especially, he's, he, he, it, it almost feels like he, he's, he's ready, he'd be ready to start opening day after last he's year's... He's super pro ready. Yeah. After last year's phenomenal, phenomenal college season, he went 42-7 and seven, touchdowns to interceptions. His completion percentage is 67, uh, over 4,319 4, passing yards at Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm extremely high on Kenny Pickett's chances of playing early and playing often. I mean, I would like to see him play early because you know what Mitch Trubisky is going to give you, and the odds are it's nothing worth preserving, but... Yeah, I just don't see Tomlin as one of those guys who's ready to fork over the keys to the car to a rookie. Maybe forced to. Maybe forced to. Be, well, yeah. I mean, barring atrocity, like not I, even an injury, but just yeah. just Trubisky. We've like, all seen the Trubisky experience. Again, he could use his legs, so you know maybe he could. Buy, sometimes when you're running the ball well from the quarterback spot, it could, you know, sort of give you a little a little bit of a mirage where it's like, all right, you know, we're, we're, 
you know, he's not playing so bad. You know, he's limiting limiting his turnovers. He's not throwing picks if he's if he's running the ball ten to fifteen times a game. Um, and I think I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be pretty quick. There's a lot of pressure a lot of the time when you have a young quarterback who. Well, not only that, they've also spoiled Trubisky with weapons. They lost Juju, but Deontay and Claypool is a top two. Is like and Pickens. Top 10 what about my boy Pickens? So I was getting to that, yeah. and <laughs> they already had you know a great cost control duo at receiver. You wouldn't project it as an immediate need, and yet they bring in George Pickens and Calvin Austin, who people love. Yeah, people if, love Calvin Austin. If Pickens could behave. He don't. He don't. Yeah, slide need to be here. This is the right. AFC North. Yeah, this is yeah, the he, AFC North. Tom and also don't put up with a lot. So, players, coach, yeah. but but as we've seen in the last couple of years, it doesn't seem like he he puts up with a lot. Um, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. From I from watching Georgia, I'm, we've all watched Georgia because they've been a top two, three team the last five years. He, you know, barring the ACL injury, he'd probably be a top ten pick. Um, ACL combined, I should say, with with behavior issues. Uh, I love the value at fifty one in the draft. Yeah. If he doesn't behave, okay. So you you, you know you lose a second rounder, big deal. Um, not to, not to say second rounders are worthless, but it's better when you're trying out these these guys in the second round as opposed to the first. Uh, I love the Pickens pick. They've been great. Colbert's been great at picking receivers. Uh, I know they're transitioning, but that was you know his last draft. Um, yeah, very high on Pickens. You just hope that you know. You hope you can get him the ball. So, back to Pittsburgh. Um, I think. I, I mean, the the stats speak for themselves. They they haven't lost. They haven't had a losing season. They also have been for the majority of that. You know, some injuries cost them full seasons. Um, I guess it's gonna be up to Pickett. I I think I think Pickett could 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 come in and thrive early. I think the pieces are there in terms of weapons. Uh, the offensive line's gonna gonna hurt them. But well, Pickett is a natural impro- Im- improviser, so he should be pretty used the to The local kid. The local kid. Pocket. Kenny oh, yeah. P. Kenny P., the local kid. He's got all the mammoth on his back. We're all rooting for you, Kenny. Um, yeah, so you, again, you, you, hope, you hope that they could, could somehow you know, avoid disaster on the offensive line and see what happens. The, defensive, the defense led the league in sacks last year with 55. The defense will be awesome. Uh, they 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 just they just locked up Fitzpatrick, um, T.J. Watts under contract. In my opinion, the second best defender in the entire league. Um, drive in, drive out. You just see him wreaking havoc in the backfield. I uh, listen. Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's a mystery because you don't know what they're going to get out of quarterback, but you know what they're going to get out of the coaching staff. It'll be interesting. That division also is a little tough. So if I if I had to say, I would say that this is the first losing season in the Tomlin era. Um, I'd say they're going to finish fourth, or they'll be close to Cleveland. Um, but yeah, I think this is the year that so we'll sort of finishing over them. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be, they'll, they'll both be seven and nine. They'll both be, you know, in that in that same area. Okay, how about we move on to our shared favorite for the division and Vegas and Vegas. Is Vegas favorite. is agreeing with us here. Um, the Baltimore Ravens. So they had a pretty busy offseason. First of all, they flipped Hollywood Brown for the 23rd pick. They would eventually trade back and use the pick to trade Great move. To great, great Tyler move. Lindenbaum. I completely agree. It was, uh, it was time to pay him in a year, and I don't really know what I'd feel comfortable paying Hollywood I Brown, especially in the construct of the Greg Roman offense. Um, what's more, they drafted 
Kyle Hamilton with their number one pick. Um, consensus top safety in the draft. Viewed as like a generational prospect as recently as like two months ago before he bombed at the 40-yard dash. And then in the second round, they took a flyer on uh, Michigan edge rusher David Ojabo, who had he not suffered a freak injury at the combine. And Linderbaum in between. Yes. Linderbaum. Great Big draft. Linderbaum guy over here. A little small for a center, though, don't you think? I like it. I like it. Especially their offensive line last year was putrid, especially yes. down the stretch. Injuries um, affected that team, as we'll obviously get into. But, yeah, I love the Linderbaum pick. Safe. You know what you're getting. He'll be in the Pro Bowl eight of his 12 seasons. Um, really? Yeah. Yeah. You think you're getting a Pro Bowl center. I think similar to Ryan Kelly and in Indy. Uh, you're just getting a guy to come in, solidify the line. India had the worst offensive line in league history before they drafted Nelson uh, and Brian Kelly. So I think I think you'll get a lot of that with Baltimore now. Um, some stability. Uh, Zeitler coming back, who was good for them last year. I think that I think that offensive line is going to take a big leap, especially you know they get some of their running game back. Dobbins coming back, Gus Edwards coming back. They were fourth in rushing last year with you know some some guys. Right off the street, Devontae Freeman, Latavius Murray, Tyson Williams, Le'Veon Bell, um, and then obviously Lamar run, rushing for 767 yards. They got some out of Hundley as well when Lamar went down. Uh, fourth in rushing. They're getting their stud running back at Ohio State fourth back. Fourth in rushing with that cast of characters is really something astronomical else. achievement. Something else. Devontae Freeman, 776 rushing yards. Latavius Murray, 501 rushing in yards. In the year 2021. Amazing. Tyson Williams, 185 rushing yards. Le'Veon Bell somehow got carries, 83 rushing yards. Um, that's that's not good. And still somehow fourth in rushing. That's the Lamar effect on the ground. Well, um, it, it wasn't even it wasn't even because of, of Lamar putting up his standard rushing production. Um, as we know, he missed significant time last year. There were seven and four when he started, but in those starts, he only rushed for double digits six times and scored two rushing touchdowns. So Roman was really Roman you know, was cultivating rushing production out of thin air with guys who had no business playing in the National Football League. And I don't get the Greg Roman hate. Honestly. I don't get it. I don't get it either. The I don't get the Greg complete Roman visionary, hate. Complete genius. Um, I guess, you know, they, they hate on him because he hasn't won a playoff game yet. Or That's the quarterback. That's success. the quarterback. No, I think both of them need way more time before you call them playoff chokes. I mean, Lamar, for the amount of scrutiny he gets for his lack of playoff performance, you would think the guy's 29 years old. It's just funny because the, 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 the guys that are very pro-Lamar, they seem to all bash Greg Roman, right? I feel like the reason Greg Roman is somewhat conservative with his game plan is because of Lamar. So it's sort of like a, a double-edged sword there. I think Lamar is sort of limited passing the football. So he, he puts in a game plan where they're going to run a ton and get production, and all of a sudden he's a bad offensive coordinator. I don't find Lamar to be I a don't get that. thrower of the ball, and I also don't think that the two are mutually exclusive supporting Greg Roman and supporting Lamar Jackson. I think they both owe a ton of their success to one another. I think they're both going to be the reason that the other one sticks around in this league for a long time. And, you know, as I said before, Lamar has shown an increased reliance on his arm as opposed to his legs. Now, he's always, his legs are always going to be a part of the package. That's always going to be something he brings to the table that no one else does. But 
to write him off as a one-trick pony who's basically just like Jacoby Brissett with a set of wheels, I think is a complete mischaracterization. No, no. Nobody's saying that. Nobody. So who would you compare his arm talent to? I think he has. I think he has Derek Carr's arm. You know talent. what's funny? I I I feel like he's a guy that you can't even compare him. He's such a unique quarterback that really I I don't know have we seen a quarterback like this I guess no. Mike Vick similar but the truth is I would say Lamar is a better thrower of the football right, than Vick Lamar's even though I'm not the biggest Lamar guy I could say that but my question is this who would you compare his arm talent to I, I don't have a comparison for him I think he's a, I think he's a unicorn just, I think he's a very unique quarterback in the ballpark of talent where is his um, arm? I think he has Derek Carr's arm talent maybe a little better uh, is that good enough to win a Super Bowl? Again, we're talking yeah. about we're talking about a roster. We're yeah. sitting here and we're praising them as as the AFC North favorites in a very difficult. Derek division. Carr's arm with an unparalleled set of wheels, with the best rushing attack in football, with a defense that's as loaded on talent as they are. That's enough to win you a Super Bowl. I mean, Joe Flacco just did it with the Ravens. He had Derek Carr arm talent. Joe Flacco's the goat. That's why Joe Flacco <laughs> did it. Um, I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this about Baltimore. Their team will be good enough to compete for an, a, you know, for an AFC championship and go play in a Super Bowl in February. Is he good enough to do it? That remains to be seen. I'm not so high on his, on his capabilities. At the same time, I do love some of the additions. I, I, think, I think Rashad Bateman's going to take a huge step yeah, from last Rashad year's 46-catch 500-yard uh, 500 season. A lot of targets out on the perimeter to eat up, given that yeah. Watkins is gone. And Hollywood Browns. Yeah, they're sort of thin. They're sort of thin at receiver, outside of him. But well, they've been. They're a team that's going to run the ball like crazy anyway. Um, their defense will be much better. Getting Marlon Humphrey back. They're getting Marcus Peters back. Pretty remarkable that they lost in. It felt like a three-day span. They lost Peters, Dobbins, and Gus Edwards yes. um, before the season even started. So they they were ready. They came in opening day already beyond the eight ball. Still started very hot. At a certain point, the wheels fell off. I think Wink Martindale did a great job at that defense. Yeah, well, he's gone now. He's gone now. He's the Giants. I think really did a great job. I'll keep saying, um, but I think I think they I think they did a great job even getting to eight and nine with all the injuries. And forget who they have coming back in the secondary. It's a completely revamped secondary. They had seven defensive backs leave the team, and they brought in Marcus Williams for seventy million dollars over five years, and Kyle Hamilton with the fourteenth pick. As their new safety duo. and Fuller and Fuller and Fuller, Physical on a down corner, year, great fit for AFC North football. Yeah, goes yeah. from north to north. How can you not love it? Yeah, after a down year, I, I expect him to bounce back, especially with with you know some of the talent around him. Um, you know, he's not forced to to do that much. You know, he's he'll be the third guy. I would say he was definitely over overtasked in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, and Denver last year, um, but yeah, I, I I guess we'll see. I think I think they'll be really good. Um, I think the question is, so they'll have a home playoff game. I think they're going to win the division. Um, the question is this, and this will be the conversation I'm assuming throughout the full season. Will Lamar be good enough in those games? You're saying there's not enough evidence. I'm saying I'm, I'm not so high on, on his capabilities to do it, especially because in the playoffs, you know, so, they, they teams really hone in on, you know, we're going to stop the, we're going to stop you running the ball, you know, you're gonna have to go and throw us and beat us. And if you and if you go ahead and you could throw and beat us, we'll live with that. Um, they'll be in every game. Uh, I guess we'll see. Harbaugh's a phenomenal coach. Let's see if if let's see if he takes the next step. I, I'm gonna go on record saying I'm not high on it, and I take a handful of other AFC teams to beat him in the playoffs. They'll have the opportunity again. Home playoff game. We're assuming if they could win the division, they, they could be better than, than Cincinnati. If they could stay healthy. Um, 
We'll see. I'm going to go on record saying I don't think Lamar Jackson is accurate enough to get them into the Super Bowl. And I think this year, with the way that they constructed this roster, uh, added Morgan Moses on the offensive line, which I think it's going to be big, ex-Jet. Um, as well. We, we'll see. We'll see. I think, I think if the team stays healthy, he has good enough of a chance to do it. He'll be in that spot that we all want him to be in. Season on the line, game on the line. Can Lamar Jackson make throws? So I'll we'll say I want, I want to get this last point out as it relates to young quarterbacks. I think we have been completely spoiled by the Burroughs, Mahomes, and Josh Allens of the world who have world reset the expectations for what a 24-year-old up-and-coming quarterback is supposed to do in this league. And in reality, Peyton Manning didn't win a playoff game until he was 26. It is not common for these guys to have such unprecedented success so early on. So to write off Lamar Jackson this early into his career as a guy who can't get it done when the lights shine, I think is just a bad idea. So let me ask you a I question. I think it'll age poorly. Let me ask you a question. He's facing those guys in the playoffs, no? Quarterbacks win games. At the end of the day, he has to be compared to these guys because he's going to have to beat these guys. I think so, too. I'm not saying that it's an unfair benchmark to be put up against. I'm just saying... It's not unheard of for a young quarterback to take three to four years to find his sea legs in the postseason before eventually becoming a year in, year out, you know, December, January guy. I, we'll find out. But again, you say you can't compare him to Burrow. Unless, you sort of can because he's going to play him in some of the bigger games of the year. I'm not saying you can't compare. I'm not saying you can't compare him to Burrow. I'm saying you can't use Burrow's first postseason as a reference point right. that's going to okay. project across the next 15 oh, years of yeah, then, then that careers. you're 100% correct. And I, I, and I hate, even though, even though I'm, I'm part of the issue, because I do it all the time, I hate that we, we sort of write off guys yeah, we're right away. of the moment, especially, right. you know, right. in the Instagram take era, yeah. which of course we are contributing to. Please give the us a Stephen follow. Stephen A. media that he, that, you know, he conducts at ESPN. Absolutely. Um, can't stand it. Even though I... I'm part of the problem. I sit there and I, I for two years, and I'll go on record saying, I'm not, not ashamed to admit it, I went on record saying I thought Darnold was going to be a lot better than Josh Allen. I thought he'd project a lot better at throwing the football. I was obviously wrong. I, besides for even being high on Darnold, I was very, very low on Josh Allen, as, as a lot of the world was. A guy that throws for 50% completion percentage in college at Wyoming. Um, how does that project to the NFL? We're all morons, that's how, because... The guy's the best quarterback in the league. Um, I'll tell you, we, we all are prisoners of the moment, and I'm I'm a lot of a lot of the time I'm part of the problem. But well, again, yeah, Lamar really is still young. Lamar is still young. Uh, I'm assuming that when we go on these podcasts, we're going to be prisoners of the moment a lot. Um, I personally think Lamar Jackson is limited at throwing the football. Um, I think I think when he's winning week four games against uh, you know the Bears. Perfect. Great. No, nobody gives a fuck. In the end of the day, when we're playing playoff games, um, we'll see. We, we, he's gonna have to be. be he's gonna have to at least be better for sixty minutes than a guy like Herbert, a guy like Burrow, a guy like Allen, a guy like Mahomes. This is the competition. I think. I think it's within his capabilities. We'll. We'll. We'll find out. We'll, we'll find out. Their defense will be good, so that will help him. Um, but when we talk about young guys, like I'm assuming in the next couple episodes, we'll talk about a guy like Zach Wilson. I'm worried. You know some of the teams he's gonna play. Even if he, even if he, even he projects well, he's, you know he gets better at at his short game accuracy and stuff like that. He's still playing against teams that have a quarterback. We have guys we haven't seen young quarterbacks like this in, in who knows how long. 
So that's also going to be part of the Lamar discussion. How good is he comparable to his 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 I rivals? I think the Lamar Jackson Zach Wilson parallel is pretty audacious, to be honest. I it was just an example of a young quarterback that's going to be in the AFC now for who knows how long, and the struggles that he's going to have. Like I can't go and say, oh, um, you know, don't compare Zach Wilson to a guy like Joe Burrow when. If he's gonna be good, he this he's gonna have to be. He's gonna you have to can be a with franchise quarterback and a Super Bowl winning quarterback and not be Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Super Bowl. So in I disagree. Your, in your I, I, I disagree. I think the I think There's, the there, average there quarterback. Franchise, no, there are franchise Hall of Fame quarterbacks who weren't the best quarterback in the league. To say that yeah, Lamar Jackson, guy. to say that Lamar Jackson won't be Mahomes is not to say he's not a franchise quarterback, he can't win a Super Bowl, he might not make the he he's, he can't make the Hall of Fame. It's all within the realm of possibility. 100%. We live 100%. in this all or nothing era. Well, the problem is that quarterback in the NFL it sort of is all or nothing because if you it's get not stuck though, you get Big stuck, Ben, what about Big Ben? Big Never ben, the best ben was, quarterback in the league. I, he's I, a first ballot Hall I of Famer. Big he's ben, got rings. I thought Big Ben was a top 5 quarterback from most of his career. He tailed off at the end. He's human. So did Drew Brees. So did Peyton toward the that year last he was year. Never the Super best. Bowl. He was never the I best. Lamar always, has always been thought, in top five discussions. Okay, so I th- I think Ben was always always a top five quarterback, and I always had Ben higher in my rankings than I have Lamar right now. Like I don't think Lamar ever got close to where won I had the MVP. Yeah, he set the league on fire, and then shot the bed like we all knew he would in his uh, first postseason. Well, actually, it was his second, but his first as a full-time starter. They were fourteen and two home playoff game. Again, Tennessee was, I guess, sort of hot, but he Tennessee completely was shot the bed. They just came off the momentum of ending the greatest dynasty in the sports history. Talk about winding your sails. Listen, we could do this for the next half hour. All I'm trying to say is there is a middle ground where you are a franchise quarterback and a Super Bowl cap- and capable of winning a Super Bowl while not being the best in the league. We talk about the Rams a lot. Look what the Rams did to get rid of a middle of the pack guy middle at best, the, you're and when it got and when it got and when it got a Super Bowl winning quarterback. You're saying so middle of the pack. Lamar Goff is more Stafford than Goff. He's better than. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. What I'm saying is, if you and I'm going to stress this probably every episode until we finish this. If you have a quarterback that's middle ground, it's better to get rid of him and shoot for a, to shoot for the moon. Okay, and I, I'll believe that. I'll believe that this, to the end. How of the does this relate to Lamar Jackson? It, it, it just it, we got a little tailed off from our discussion, but basically you said we live in this era where you need no. I'm saying, I meant all, all or, or nothing. Yeah. You sort of do need to be Mahomes or not because Mahomes has been. You don't need to be Mahomes or not Mahomes. Games. Ben Roethlisberger was never Mahomes. Okay, also had to, we he talked about their five. franchise for twenty minutes. Yes. They had the best coaching staff, the best talent, the best. The Ravens receivers. have a lot of infrastructure. They got a lot of infrastructure. If, if Lamar Jackson turns into Ben throwing the football. I'll come on here and I'll say I'm a moron and I was wrong. How's that? All I'm trying to say is you can be a franchise quarterback, you can be a perennial Pro Bowl quarterback, and you can be a Super Bowl-worthy quarterback without ever being the best in the league. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. That's that's a nice way to put a ball in the Lamar Agreed. discussion. Agreed. Let's move on to last year's Cinderella story. Um, none other than who day? Cincinnati Bengals. 20 minutes away from winning a Super Bowl last year. Um... Oh, man, and the whole country was really pulling for them. I don't care what you tell me. If you were rooting for Matt Stafford and the Rams, I'm sorry. You're just, I'll tell you this. You're from Detroit, and you felt bad for him, or you're just completely nonsensical because that Cincinnati team, they had it all. They, they got hot. They got hot. The question is, and this will be a discussion we have sure plenty of times, 
The question is, was it more of them being that good? I know they beat Kansas City twice in a five-week stretch. Um, one of them in Arrowhead. Completely different types of games. Yes, yes. Very impressive. Um, I think their strategy against Mahomes was, was a strategy that a lot of teams took throughout the year where you yes. just six defensive backs, hope you get pressure from the, the you know top three, top four guys up front. Um, I think their defense, and I said this before, I think their defense got hot as opposed to actually being that good. Like, they really I looked agree. good for stretches in that playoff run. I completely agree. Um, they got a lot out of leftover Giants. Yeah. When the Giants' leftovers are, like, the core to your defense, then it's not such a sustainable model. Spags. I love B.J. Hill. I don't want to put him and Eli Apple in the same sentence because he was always a great pro for us, and there was always talent there. But when B.J. Hill and Eli Apple are, like, two, you know, indispensable pillars of your defense and, like, the reason you guys are so hot... I think you are destined to crash back down to earth at some yeah. point. Yeah. So, so they were seven and six through thirteen last year. I mean, nothing. Nothing says getting hot more than that. They were literally a five hundred team. Well, getting hot is a proven, you know, Super Bowl yeah. winning yeah. model. Not but that I, they won it. Correct. But I, but I think back to teams that are actually that good and teams that got hot. Yeah. The teams that got hot don't typically get back so quickly. Um, they don't. They they usually struggle this the, coming you know because now they have all these expectations yeah. and, and all it's these a, it's a bit they of usually a struggle coming into the to the season after they got hot. Um, I lived it a little bit with the Jets when they got hot uh, about a decade ago. Um, seven and six through thirteen, uh, defense was subpar, you know, throughout the year. They actually, you know, they're actually pretty productive uh, in terms of sacks, um, but. Their offensive line was bad. Barrow got sacked 51 times. They added a ton of talent. Lyle Collins, Ted Karras, Alex Kappa. Um, ton of talent. Uh, I think their offense, I don't think the offense is the problem. I think I think we'll see their defense come back to earth a little bit, and that mm. is why I don't think they're going to win the AFC North. I still think they're a playoff team. still think they're, you know, I think so Burrow's. I have, uh, I have slightly bigger concerns. I think there's a lot of types of regression are inbound. Number one. Has to be one of the three healthiest teams in football last year. Healthy teams are always at the... You always Lightning see doesn't strike twice end. like that. Lightning does not strike twice like that. I'm not saying like an injury is a guarantee, but it's hard to believe that you're going to get another shot at like a clean bill of health across NFL season. Um, I, think, sure. I think bad coach tax will, have been, will begin to apply as well. I mean, I, lo- I love their coordinators. I think Callahan... And Anarumo should both have head coaching gigs in their immediate future. Uh, I'm not an Anarumo guy at all. Really? I think. Oh, man. I, I again, think, I think they got hot. Dude, I don't think they were as yeah, good as. He's as coaxed the, as, a lot of heart out of those guys. They got hot. They, they, they were riding a momentum. You know, they were riding the momentum. But yeah, but getting hot. Momentum doesn't come from nothing. Oh, 100%. No, you got to have talent. You also had a, you know, that is. playing I've, out of his mind some of those playoff games. Yes. But at the, at the end of the day. Um, so you're not high in their GC. Not high on their. So you're DC. with me on Callahan. You better be with me on Callahan. So, with co- with coordinators under coaches that are like Zach Taylor's calling the plays, he's the offensive guy. I, I sometimes I wonder how much the offensive coordinator does in terms of in game. You know, obviously he sits, he sits with the coach all week, uh, preparing the game plan, and he's sitting with the quarterback all week, practice, etc. Um, how much? How much does he play into calling the plays? Probably not much. Probably this is, you know, I think this is the Zach Taylor show. 
coming from the McVay tree, call your own plays, you know, being the quarterback's ear throughout the game. Um, curious to know how their rushing game will be. I know they added talent. They were 23rd last yeah. year in rushing. And it's funny because everyone really considers Mixon to be a premier back, and of course it does take a village to produce a quality yeah. rushing attack. Um, but, yeah, that was that was really surprising to me when I was doing my research yeah, for this Yeah, 23rd in rushing. Um, that could be a product of a bad offensive line. Almost but got the, the guy fifth killed. Best rush defense. Few times. Fifth best rush defense in the league in terms of yards per game. Yeah. Yeah, so when I was doing my research, I found some actually interesting numbers. I thought the defense statistically was going to be worse than they actually were. Um, that defense was projected to be a bottom three talent right, unit. Right. Yeah. No, he, I think uh, I think Onyemaru definitely got a lot out of them last year. Uh, is he a head coaching candidate? I would say no. Um, I don't know. When Chidobia Woozy is like a top 12 guy at his position. Good player. Solid player. I think. I think they're, gonna, they're probably going to lose Bates, which is which is going to be huge. I think they're going to cave in income. I think they're going to cave in income. You think so? Yeah, they, they, they don't got, pay they, guys. They, they got two more years. They got two more years before you worry about the borrow extension. I'd say they front load a Bates extension. I mean, I, I couldn't soon. believe. I have Higgins after next year. Higgins yeah. second round picks year after next year. Chase they got a few years. Uh, I Mixon's couldn't on believe. The contract. Jonah I, Williams. I mean, they no, have John guys Williams. to pay. Yeah, they do have. They have guys to pay. That's why I was so surprised that they didn't just bite the bullet on the Bates extension this offseason, front last, load it. Even last yeah. year. Even last year. He was the pillar of a team that was bad. You know, he was their lone bright spot on defense before they signed Hendrickson. Um, I yeah. couldn't believe that they didn't bite the bullet while they— Because, you know, it's the, it's the countdown until until the big red button. Mm-hmm. Barrow's extension. Yep. Once that's, Burrow gets extended, gonna be that's when Tyreek Hills get traded. Exactly. There you go. And so I thought, you know, they had going into this season, they had four years before Joe Burrow's extension. They had four. Well, now it depends. Now it depends. Two. Buffalo, Buffalo extended Allen after year three, which but it still kicks which was in. Genius. No, but it still kicks in. I'm saying when it kicks in, the rookie deal. It depends. Still it depends. Out. It depends because he right now he's two years in. Um, Really, depend if they they might want to do it after next year. I know, but either way, the the rookie deal is still fleshed out. Oh yeah, it's it a four year with a fifth year yeah. option. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm saying f- until it kicks in. Oh we, right, we right. We know okay. the figures are going to be astronomical. Yeah, oh, it's not yeah. about that. I was just saying that while they had four years of cost controlled burrow, that's the time to extend Bates instead Correct. of you let him sign the franchise tag. Now he holds out. Now he wants more. Correct. Now you're, you're closer to the burrow extension. Minka's money was ridiculous. Insane. That's not so, good for them. So, that's not no, good for them. No. So, but that's but that's where it's gonna be. It's got to be in that ballpark. Yeah. Similar players, similar talents. Yeah. But that's 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 for them to worry about after the season. Yes. Uh, let's stay focused. I like uh, I like what they did with dedicating their first two picks of the draft to defensive backs: Dax Hill out of Michigan and Cam Taylor Britt from Nebraska. Don't know much about the latter. Dax Hill, I love. Um, I think that definitely addresses a position not necessarily of need because they were able to coax a lot out of the secondary, but certainly. Buffing up that area. Never killed anyone. Okay, so ultimately, uh, where do you see things playing out uh, for Cincinnati? I think we both agree that they're the second choice to win the division, probably fighting for a wild card spot. Yeah, yeah, I think I think it's I think that's I think you'll see them closer to seven and six like last year. I think you'll see them closer in that realm down the stretch. Um We'll see how the last four play out. I think I think you know I'm gonna go ahead and say I think they're gonna be seven and six, so maybe eight and five in, in at that point in the season, thirteen games in. Um and I and let's see, let's see if they can get hot again. I th- I think I think they'll I think they'll get in. I think they'll be one of the one of the three wild card spots. 
that extra spot the last couple of years has, has led in teams that, you know, teams that do go seven and six and, you know, get hot. So, I mean, hey, Pittsburgh made it last year. So you, Ridiculous. you start seven Ridiculous. and six in today's day and age with the third wild card. I mean, the odds are in your favor. I, hate, I, I can go on record. I hate the third wild card. I completely thing. agree. So oh, you didn't enjoy, oh, you didn't enjoy watching, last year? You didn't enjoy watching uh, Kansas City beat the life out of Pittsburgh? Two hours after I had to watch uh, the Tampa Bay destroy Philly. Oh, man. Yeah. Seventh, we don't need a seventh. A bunch team. of cutie pies who thought that uh, Philly could actually challenge yeah, Tampa. Yeah, yeah, you remember yeah, that? Yeah. Everyone loved Six and that. a half line was a joke. Oh my um, uh, but yeah, I mean, I would say, uh, I would say, I agree. I wouldn't even. I guess with the third wild card, you'd really have to be an idiot to assume that they won't make it. But I think that a serious hangover is definitely in the cards for them. To some extent, uh, yeah. you know, to some extent. Yeah. Uh, listen, they they went on one of the hottest runs we've seen in the last couple of years. Um, That'll burn I still you out. think I still think they got lucky they didn't have to play Buffalo, but somehow that's how the. Cookie shakes. Yeah. The Rams yeah. had to beat the. Oh, we'll we'll, we'll talk about those OT road. rules. We'll talk about that, those OT rules another time. Yeah, um, uh, and I, it's not even the OT rules. I think I think that they, I think Buffalo was was better stacked to go ahead against Cincinnati. I completely agree. Buffalo didn't um, win at all last year. Yeah, I think um, so too. But we digress as um, as is a common occurrence here on the Name Sports Podcast with Jack and Ralph presented by Rip Media, um, but. Just to put a bow on the AFC North discussion, um, I would say we're pretty much uh, we're pretty much in yeah. lockstep here with yeah. our predictions, right? Yeah. So, go Kenny Pickett, baby. Go Kenny Let's Pickett. Let's go, you local got, kid. You got all Mammoth on your back. Mammoth, can't wait to see what you do. Mammoth, stand up, baby. Kenny P. Um. Okay. So I think uh, yeah, you have the Steelers and the Browns neck and neck for three and four. Uh, have Cincinnati yeah. slotted in at number two, probably sneaking in uh, with a wild card berth. And Baltimore. Watch out for Baltimore. Watch Baltimore's going to be really good. Really good. And then we stop agreeing with each other when December comes, and then they actually are the two seed, and it's how far are they going to go. And Lamar's but throwing ducks all over the place. Oh, I can't wait. All over the place. I can't wait. crazy. I can't wait. Um, I'll throw for six touchdowns opening day against the Jets. You'll come on all happy, and you'll I'm see. Measured. You'll see. I'm it's going to come all Listen, the I'm way. I'm not down. a reactionary man. Which I is am. why I still believe. Which is why <laughs> I still why, believe. This will eventually. This will eventually get controversial because I am. I'm. I'm very, okay. very emotional in the moment, guys. And when the pads come on, oh, I can't wait. And the helmets are shaking. That's that's when we start getting a little more aggressive too. But for now, it's the summertime. We're happy. We're mellow, and we agree on our AFC North predictions. So, thank you so much for joining us. Um, hope you have enjoyed episode three of the Unnamed Sports Podcast. Until next time, stay safe. Wear sunscreen and. Uh, Mar Jackson for MVP. <laughs> <laughs>